Hi, welcome to Money Lab. My name is Matt. Oh, God. <laughs> I just uh, I just spent a bunch of money, $50, and I went and bought a bunch of hazy IPAs, four of them, five of them, and I'm evaluating them here in the brewery today and trying to dial in my recipe, which is what my plan is for 2024. My, or, my plan for 2024 is to really nail down my version of a perfect New England style IPA. I've done this before. I, did, I spent three years on it, but I feel like I can do more. I feel like I could spend another year on it and really get it like, because things have changed a little bit, so I feel like I can modernize it a bit which sounds insane because it is a modern style to begin with. But anyway, that's what I was doing. But I'd figured I'd, I'd, I got to get something off. <laughs> I got I to gotta talk about um, – I, I asked this question a lot when I had Money Lab Pro and I figured I'd answer it tonight, which is how did I make and sell my book? I have a book called The Pool Care Handbook. It is a physical paperback book, and it's pretty thick. It's, it's uh, 335 pages, and it is full color. I did all the artwork in it. Steph wrote the book, and we sell it directly on our Shopify website. And I don't have the numbers off the top of my head how many we sold this year, uh, but I'll explain how I did it, how long it took, and what tools we used to publish it and sell it and print it and ship it and all of those things. So it's actually pretty cool and it's pretty simple. So it started with uh, – we. Ha- I had a book that I wrote uh, back in 2014 and it was the pool care – actually at the time it was called The Art of Pool Care and I was going for this like – Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance style of book where I wanted to – I started the book with this whole chapter about how cleaning your pool and taking care of your pool is this like Zen art. <laughs> and people liked it, but uh, I I had like one woman who loved it and told me all about it. And then I had another guy who was like, dude, get to the fucking point. I'm like, all right, well, just – scroll down a bit in your PDF, asshole, but there you go. So uh, we changed it uh, because – we changed the name. So we didn't change the content of the book. We just changed the name of it because we thought uh, no one understands this and it wasn't a good sell. And then when we changed the name, it sold a little bit better. So the Pool Care Handbook, which matches my other book, which is only a PDF right now called the Hot Tub Handbook. And the only reason so – that was the first book I wrote, the Hot Tub Handbook. It was 55 pages, full color, fully illustrated. Uh, now it is 155 pages, full color, fully illustrated. And it's only a PDF. And that was the first book I wrote. So I named it the Hot Tub Handbook because of alliteration, hot and handbook. So we just matched it with the uh, pool side of things. So for this, so we had version one, which I wrote. I think it was, it was, it was also like 300 pages. So, but what I did was I had read 
uh, what's it called? Authority by Nathan Barry when I was writing this book. And I basically took blog posts and changed them around, edited them, and formatted it into a PDF with custom graphics. And it was, and that was the book. And I sold it for $29 on the website, did well. I eventually added a course component and just combined the two. So it was, it was the pool care handbook and video course for the longest time. Like for the longest, longest time. And then I don't, and then, you know, like the, the, I'll be honest, the pool care handbook wasn't great. It, I spent a lot of time on it, but this was during a time, this was like, again, 2014. And I feel like even at that point, I was bad at writing. Um, I could do the graphics and that was, that part was what was good about it. The Zen part was actually pretty good. I've reread it recently and I liked it. Um, but the, some of the grammar mistakes, there was a lot of grammar mistakes and I had an editor go through it, but it was still like not the best. So we decided to update it and Steph actually updated it. So she took the original outline, completely changed it. And she wrote every word of this book from scratch, this new version of this book. And she, the way she wrote it was at first she was writing it in one giant Google doc and she wanted me to check it, like check her work. And I, and I, and I go, this is really hard to check because it's just this one long document. So I told her, why don't you split up? Why don't you create a folder in Google drive and each chapter is a Google doc. And then just you know name them, what the chapter is, with a number, and then I can go through each chapter and like com- you know look through it and complete it. So she wrote the book. It took her, I think, about a year to do. It was not short. Um, if I'm giving her a shorter time, maybe it was eight months. But yeah, it was like almost a year to write this book. And she wasn't writing the book every single day. And so that's why it took a while, but that was essentially how long it took. And then what we did was, uh, once she was done, I looked over it for technical stuff and then we hired an editor, a book editor specifically to go through the book and make edits. And I believe we just sent her cause I didn't actually, I wasn't a part of this process. Steph kind of ran this whole thing. I believe she just sent this person the Google Docs and she just made comments and then Steph changed what she had to change and that was the service. So once it went through that process, um, then she sent, Steph sent all of the Google Docs to me. When I got them, my job was to put them into a book, design, design it essentially. And so I took a lot of the graphics from the original book, made new ones, took graphics that we've been making on our website, and I designed the book in Adobe InDesign as one giant file. That took me two weeks to do. So not as long as you think because to design a book. But I had a lot of the graphics done. The, the most time-consuming part 
of, of it was actually creating new graphics that had not existed yet. So I did that, took two weeks, and I, I worked two weeks solid on it, like 40 hours a week. It was just like every single day, that's all I did. And once it was done in InDesign, I went to Kinko's and I printed it uh, as a large form PDF. So I print it like 160 pages, black and white, uh, front and back of the entire book. And the reason I did that was because I gave it back to Steph and she went somewhere. She traveled somewhere where she had a lot of free time. Like she was, oh, I forget where she went. Might have been Italy. Anyway, she, she was like, hey, um, I'm willing to go through this and I'm going to have a lot of free time at coffee shops and I need something to do. Um, you know, so that was what I did. I said, Hey, what if I, instead of you doing it on the internet, which would be hard to do because I would be sending her a PDF and then how would she, how could she make notes and changes on a PDF? So I printed it out, put it in a giant manila envelope, you know, labeled it, gave it to her. She went and then bought her, <laughs> seriously, like bought her a red pen. And then she took that wherever she traveled to, again, I forget exactly where she went at this point. She travels quite a bit and gave her the book and she made a bunch of edits in red pen. When she got back, she gave it back to me. I went through the Adobe InDesign file and and updated all of those things, designed the cover and it was complete. Now, um, what we used to print it was a company called Lulu.com, L-U-L-U. And I used, this is a weird side story, but I knew about Lulu a long time ago. I'm talking sub-2008, I want to say 2006 maybe. I was, I remember exactly where I was living. I was living in a town called Lindenwald. In New Jersey, I was living in an apartment with a buddy of mine, and I <laughs> i don't know if I've ever told this story before, but it's one of my prouder moments as a human being, but so I used to <laughs> – remember MySpace? Okay, MySpace had a blogging component, and I used to I – I worked at a pool store, and I – you know, in the wintertime, I had a lot of free time. This is actually when I learned how to design websites at the same time. But I would write these blogs. These blogs were, I was, this is when I was like right out of high school, the worst writer of all time. Like I had no grammar skills, but I wrote these blogs in a stream of consciousness. I would just write. And I don't know how to explain it. I would just write pure nonsense just to be just to have something to do at work that wasn't, you know, just putzing around or playing solitaire. Like I would just start typing stuff. Sentences meant nothing. Words, grammar, all out the window. It was just complete fucking nonsense and silliness. But I would publish it on my MySpace page and I had this one friend – his name is Connor. 
he knows who he is. Uh, and he would read these things. And he <laughs> was going to school. I believe, I don't know if he has a degree in English. I, th- I know it's, I know he went to school to become a teacher in history, but he was an English guy. Like he loved English. His father has a master's in English. Like English is, like writing is, a, is what he does for a living. Uh, now he's no longer a teacher. He, or no, he no longer teaches history. He does, um, he, he writes. And so he hated this. <laughs> he, he would comment on every blog and he would say the worst things to me. I mean, he's my friend. So like jokes, you know, jokes, but, but he was serious about how bad it was. He's actually one of the, one of the reasons I decided to get good at writing. Cause it's like, he was right. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there was truth in his comments, but what I did is for his birthday one year, which actually is coming up, um, for his birthday one year, I took every single post <laughs> and I wrote a book. I just, I just compiled them into a book and Every 10 entries or so, so like, you know, I'd have like 10 entries and then I would publish a picture. If you just heard that, that was my sink pump kicking on. Don't be alarmed. Uh, And I, so every 10 pages, I had a picture in the book and I had a sentence overlaid in the picture. It's really hard to explain, but all of the pictures I purposely took blurry pictures and this is pre iPhone. So I must've taken them with my, like a, I honestly, I don't know what I, what I, what I took them with. Maybe it was the iPhone. No, no, no. It couldn't have been, had it been like a, had it been a camera I had or, or something. And I took these purposely blurry pictures. Like I would like either like move the camera as I was taking the picture and then I would write these stupid sentences uh, over top of them. I remember, I remember one that I am really proud of <laughs> still to this day. I remember this joke and I remember the picture. It was, it was laid over. I took a picture of a cupcake and the cupcake had, it was a, I, I guess I was at work cause I don't know where else I would see a cupcake. So I was, must've been at work. Somebody brought cupcakes in and it had smiley faces on it. And I believe I took one of the cupcakes and I made the smiley face a frowny face. And then I took the picture of the cupcake from the top down. So it looked like I just a, <laughs> looks like a frowning cupcake. And I, the picture, oh, by the way, the, the, the inside of the book was all black and white. So all these pictures are black and white. It's blurry. It's super grainy. And over top of it, com- again, completely meaningless, over top of the picture I wrote, um, I had a dream last night that I ate a giant marshmallow. And when I woke up, my father was gone. Now, I don't know if that's funny to you, but if you know the real joke, <laughs> it's I, – I, I had a dream that I ate a giant a, – I had a dream that I ate a giant – marshmallow. And when I woke up, my pillow was gone. That's the joke. So I subverted expectations. If you know the joke, 
Anyway, again, stupid, silly. Point is, I took all my blog posts, these stupid pictures, and I made a book. I gave, and I used Lulu to print to print it. So I sent him, wrapped, for his birthday, a hardcover version of this book. And on the back of the book, I took three of his comments completely out of context and made them sound like they were praising the book and praising my writing by just, you know, basically removing the horrible parts of his comment and or just taking like one section of his comment. And that was my joke. And I I don't know if he still owns it, but I would I would feel really good if he still had it. And I gave it to him as like a joke. And it was the book title was called and this is I don't like this title, but this is what it was called. It was called A Collection of Views from a Broken Hearted. And I designed the cover and I actually have a copy, but I gave myself a paperback cover because I couldn't afford the hardback cover that I'd gotten for him. And so that is a long way of saying that the reason I know this company exists is because I used it for that one joke, joke gift. And so that is the company that I'm currently using. And it's, uh, it's great because the way they work now is you can take a PDF that you can create with InDesign and they give you you can watch videos, you can read articles, they tell you exactly how to format the books for the exact size and you can get it printed in color and you can do paperback and you can do hardback and you can do spiral bound and all these different kinds of books. And so I so I uploaded it and I started printing or I started like and so what they do is they print on demand. So you upload your stuff it gets approved. You upload the cover. It gets approved. And then you can buy your own book. So I think each book, depending on how, like what options you choose, I chose specific options. Like I think it's like 80-pound paper, which is not the thickest paper. And then there's – it's not 80 pounds. I guess it's like eight, number 80 or whatever. And then I didn't get like full gloss each page. It's like not glossy uh, because that would make the book way too expensive. And I got the book for like roughly $13, $14. So I ordered the book and I kept ordering them as I like made changes to certain things. Like I had the spine upside down. I had – there was like these ghost images that were appearing on the cover that I had to figure out what the problem was. Um, there was like margin issues on certain pages. So I would just keep ordering the book, send it to myself go through the book physically and then go, okay, got to fix this, got to fix that, you know, create a new PDF, update the PDF, re-upload it to Lulu, which creates different versions for you. And then you have this book in their library and then you can just, you can just keep buying it if you want to and they'll just keep printing it and they'll send it to you. And it takes about seven to 10 days to print and ship. And they ship media mail, which is nice because it's cheap. So all of that, ugh, I finally got the book that I, the way I wanted it. Um, and what's nice about Lulu is they connect directly with Shopify. So I created a Shopify product 
called the Pool Care Handbook. And anybody who buys the book, it sends a trigger over to Lulu. They print the book and they ship it to the customer directly. And they even ship the tracking information to the customer all through Shopify. And so uh, with all of that, the numbers roughly, and this, is, this may not work out for everybody, but this works out for us, at least for now. We were able, so the way we, it costs us about, I think it's like, I don't know. I don't know. It must be like 20 something dollars a book, $21 a book. And then the shipping costs about five. So in total with tax and everything, for us to ship a customer a book, start to finish, it cost us about 26 to $27, depending on where it's going. It costs a little bit more if it's going overseas, um, you know, or Hawaii or Alaska or something like that. So right now, that's what we're, we're paying 27, I'll just say $27 to print and ship a book. But we charge $49 for the book. Now, in a perfect world, I would love to be able to get that down retail price to like $29 and still have good margins. Right now, our margins are less than 50%, which is still pretty good for a book. I mean, that's the insane for a book, by the way. I think, from what I understand, it's insane, meaning insanely good. So, yeah. Um, that's what we charge. $49 a book. You buy it. So $49... No shipping charge. That's including shipping. It's a flat fee of $49 no matter where you are. Actually, if you're in another country, the only other countries we sell to right now are Australia, the UK, Canada, France, New Zealand, and I believe Mexico. I believe. Um, and all we did to pick those was we looked at where our top customers came from. And it's like, oh, those comes, comes, they come from those countries. So uh, with Lulu, you can ship internationally, which is nice. So for international shipping, we charge those people an extra $5 just to cover the extra shipping. But other than that, yeah, so we're making you know, roughly $21 a book, which is great. Uh, so currently the way that we sell it so we actually, there is, you can buy it directly off the website, um, but we kind of have it hidden because ultimately we're trying to get you to buy our course first because of course we make more money selling a digital product that we don't have to ship. Uh, so we actually charge, if you sign up through the uh, email list, we charge the same amount, uh, but you get a big ass course. Um, and then through email, the book is an upsell. And the book is also an upsell if you buy the course. So if you buy the course, I believe that there, yeah, there is a uh, upsell to the book as well. And then we pitch it later in the email process. So, yes, <laughs> uh, the book has been profit profitable for us. And you can make money selling a book. And you don't have to print them. Personally, I had this thought, and uh, this is learn from my mistakes. I have a box of about 100 books in my 
living room because I had this wild hair up my ass that I was like, oh, I'm going to package and ship these books myself. Like, you know, and I can put some fun extra shit in there and, you know, whatever. Still not something I am completely against, but yeah, uh, we, it just, it just makes, it makes way more sense to just package the book and ship it with Lulu. It's like, it's so hands-off. The only problem with that method is that it takes seven to 10 days. And that's the biggest problem is that it takes a while for people to get the book. The way that I sort of solve that psychologically, because it doesn't solve, I can't solve the, f- the shipping speed with Lulu because they are printing it and shipping it on demand. But what I, what I do is for anybody who buys a book, I send them an email and I just like say, hey, by the way, your book is being printed. It takes about seven to 10 days and it'll arrive at your door. If it takes any longer than that, please shoot us an email. And so no one has – like once we – once I put that email in place, everyone was like, cool. But I still would love to be able to get it shipped to a customer faster. So that's why I was like – I could buy the books in bulk and I've done the math on this. So if I buy the books in bulk myself, I think I can get it for like $15 a book. But then I'd have to buy boxes and – I'd have to package the book myself and have a label printer and print it and ship it and do all that manual labor here at the house, which we're not selling a ton of books, but it would be probably one a day at this rate. And that's in the winter time. So who the frig knows what's going to happen in May. So I don't want to like, I'll, I'll see what may, what happens in May and see if that's doable or not. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be doable, but let's say it is. So $15 a book, we package it in a box because it comes in a box now, which is nice. Um, even though it's paperback, it's, it's a tight box. So the book fits perfectly in the box. It's, it, it arrives to the customer very nice. So I, I, their shipping I'm, I'm happy with. And plus they send media mail. So it would have to be USPS. We wouldn't be able to ship – international shipping would be tough for us to do because it might cost more. I think with Lulu they have – uh, printing companies in those countries, I think. So that's why it's, they're not actually shipping it overseas. They're just getting it printed overseas and then having it shipped uh, locally through whatever media mail they use. So yeah, but I'll say this, that I'm happy with the customer service at Lulu is awesome. The back end is super easy to use. You can actually um, – I know that Amazon has the same thing, but I didn't want to put my book on Amazon because I just wanted to be able to control the price and I wanted people to buy from us. Like I want the customer information. That's important to me. Yes, I would sell more units through Amazon, but you know, the other part that, of Lulu that I'm not thrilled about is that I can't – sell through other channels other than Shopify. So for instance, I can't run uh, like Google shopping ads. I can't, uh, I can't sell it through Facebook shops. 
TikTok shops. I can't sell through those. I can't even have it uh, synced up to YouTube. For some reason, it doesn't work. They're working on that. So when that happens, it'll be great. But otherwise, yeah, I, I, that's not going to work for, for us right now. So those are just reasons like I would eventually love to ship myself. <laughs> I would love to ship the books myself. Um, but then, then I'm doing logistics at my house, which, uh, and then I wouldn't be able to do international, I think, or at least that would be tough for me to do. So for now, Lulu's working and I love it and the customers are happy. Books are great and we are planning to do another one. So this year we're going to be, we're working on our, the hot tub handbook, which is kind of already done and just have to format it for Lulu and update some content. But then once that's done, we'll have our second book. We'll sell it through Lulu. And that will be uh, that'll be it. So if you have any questions, I'm not an expert by any means, but that's what we did and seems to work. So you can shoot me an email, matt at moneylab.co, if you're interested in, if you have a question. So here's the thing. If you're listening to this, um, I've been getting some emails from people listening, so thank you. But I've been getting emails with asking for advice. And honestly, I, I, I never liked giving out advice unless it was about people's website design. Um, that I felt very confident in. But like business models and directions you should go. And I just don't feel comfortable in answering those questions because I don't know – one of my mottos in life is everything's an experiment and I don't want to be the person who steers you in the wrong direction. What I'd rather do is talk about the decisions that I make in my business because ultimately I own them. And if I make the wrong decision in my business, that's my call. And I don't want to be responsible you know, for, for, a, bad, for a bad idea, essentially. And again, what the fuck do I know about business? You know, like I'm figuring it out just like you and I've been doing it. I've been doing it for a long time, but still everything's every day is an experiment. So, you know, I don't feel like I'm the foremost expert on, you know, anything. So that said, um, I would love to hear from you, (laughs) but I would love to hear if you have questions about what I'm doing or like about something in general. I'm happy to see if I can answer it. Advice, hard for me to give advice, but uh, I'd say like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue talking about what I'm doing and talking about my mistakes and what I've learned. And I hope that those, you know, those rants or those thoughts help you in your business somehow. And I would love to hear about those too. So that's it, bye.